Hey everyone, and welcome to 1.21 Gigawatts. I am Peter, and that's Matt. Family. Family, indeed. Family. Uh, we talk about movies on this show, new movies specifically, and on this episode we are going to talk about The Fate and the Furious, aka Fast and Furious 8. Yes, eight of these. We're on the eighth one of these. Here's, here's just, before we even start talking about this movie, right? and obviously we'll start spoiler free, give you spoiler warning before we give you spoilers halfway through. We always do that. Here he goes. Pete in the nose. Alright. <laughs> before we even get to the movie, I just want to point out a couple of things that just astonish my, my, my mind when I think about them. This franchise is now 17 years old. Right? That's that. Yep. Yep. Something that I kept thinking about as I was watching this movie, whenever I got to the big action set pieces, you know, seen them in the trailer, you know, on the ice, the one in New York City with all the cars, all these big action sequences, all big over the top, CG, all these big, you know, this movie cost like $200 million. All I could think during all these sequences was, in the first one, they were stealing DVD players from a truck. That was what they were doing. And they were criminals. Point, Paul Walker was trying to catch them. Cars. Yeah, well, that's what it was. It was, a po- with cars. it was a point break ripoff. That's exactly what it was. But and and, uh, and now they're doing James Bond stuff with Kurt Russell. I just I can't say that I'm upset about it because well, I mean, I'm definitely not upset because I hated that first movie. Yeah, uh, see, I like I'm fond of that one. I, I, We're gonna I, have to do an influx of it. Oh god, no! I don't want to watch it again. Matt. <laughs> <Can't> <laughs> we? I I didn't like the first one. I thought it was bland. I hated the second one. Uh, I never saw the third, never saw the fourth. I still haven't seen the fifth. I do I do intend on watching the fifth at some point because I know that's maybe you do because that's where the fifth is really where it becomes its whole new yeah, franchise. It, that's when it becomes it's what it is now, and it's when it becomes good. Yeah. AKA when they had the rock, it got good. And well, they became less about crime in like in in undercover cops and more about. Hey, they're basically superheroes that. Well, yeah. Again, talking about how much it's changed since the first movie. The first movie, like, there was a legit concern that Paul Walker was worried that Vin Diesel might beat his face in with a wrench because yeah. he'd discover he was a cop. Whereas now he's a he's a hero. He's a superhero. He's saving the planet. <laughs> well, not in this one. You know the trailers. Oh, uh, sure. Biggest sure. threat. Sure. You know? The plot is which, a which bit... is a tried and true superhero threat. Where you have the one superhero that. Is forced to turn on the others. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's, it's, it's the Tower of Babel equivalent in the Fast yeah. and the Furious universe. It is, and I it can't is. believe I'm talking about the Fast and the Furious universe, but that's the gist of it. So, basically, this movie is the evil villain played by Charlie Theron, who's Cipher, who's this hacker person who's yeah. like better than everyone else, and she's off the grid and all the rest of it. She has something on Dom, which forces him to t- work for her. And as a result, he has to be the villain for a large part of the movie. And mm-hmm. I don't think that's well enough to assume that maybe by the end of the film, he's not the villain anymore. Yeah. But that, that's the gist of the plot. Uh, and you've got your all all the like characters who are still around are back for this one, mm-hmm. uh, with the obvious exception of Paul Walker, but <laughs> for obvious reasons. Uh, yeah, but and like, I'm glad that they he didn't have a cameo. Like he got uh, his send off. Well, oh, you were worried you know? we're going to CG. Yeah, because it worked in the last one, so I, I was yeah, afraid okay. that maybe they would try it, but I'm glad yeah. they they didn't. Like, that's off the table. They refer to his character, but they don't, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, they don't... him and me are are long gone in the sunset with their yeah. babies. So that that that's that, that's fine. So, but all the other characters are back. They've sort of added to over the years. Like the uh, uh, Ramsey from the last one's here, yep. and obviously the other ones have been kind of brought in. Jason Statham's back for reasons, yep. and yeah. So I want to point out how ridiculous this movie is before we even get to all the main plot, <laughs> right? Actually, I'm not spoilers yet. I'm not, I shouldn't be talking about specific things. Okay, before we yeah. even talk about that, I just overall thoughts and feelings of the the movie. It's it's silly. It's stupid. I'm not gonna. It's big and dumb and it's fun. Like it's it... everything that it should be, which is what I say at least since Fast Five, because each one of them becomes a new genre. Like Fast Five was a. a um, Fast Five was a heist movie, and then Fast Six was like G.I. Joe, and then Fast Seven, there's a revenge aspect, and here is the the good guy gone rogue. So, you know, um, if you've ever get a chance to go to the Universal Studios tour in Hollywood, they have a segment of the tram tour that puts you in a Fast and Furious movie with screens and, and whatnot. And it's on point. Like, it's big and dumb and fun, just like the movies. So I, I, I'm i glad that they don't try to make these dramatic powerhouses. They're just going to keep going with the action. Well, it was never that anyway. <laughs> I know, but you could see in a... In the wrong hands, you could see them trying to do some some dramatic. No, I mean th- th- these movies BS. now th- th- they're about th- what is the stupid, the most stupid, over the top thing we can have them do with cars. And you know the last one had them parachuting out of a plane and cars, and yeah, this one's got them on, on ice. the side of a mountain. Yeah, this one's got them on ice. The, 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 with a submarine. With a submarine. Get, not a spoiler. That's in the trailer. Yeah, like you've got all this, this- stuff. And honestly, yeah. I, I thought this was mostly a pretty fun movie. It, it is really stupid. You have to... Everything you know about physics, you have to let, oh, let that go. Oh, physics don't exist. Let it go. Physics don't exist in this in this world. Uh, and The Rock dropping his one-liners was a new level. Like, I, Oh, I, I will say about The Rock, I liked that he had more of a part in this one. Because one, mm-hmm. one of the things I didn't like about Seven is that it felt like he got sidelined for like the majority of the movie. Yeah, and that's because back. he wanted to be in it, but he also does a million other things. Yeah. So whereas this one, he is more of a, and he kind of has to be because if Dom's mm-hmm. becoming the villain, the need he needs to be the leader. Yeah, we need a central leader to run the team, and he's the face to do that. Like I, I don't think any yeah. of the other ones would work based on who their characters are. No, uh, and it's always funny when you see them in the driving sequence. He's always in the biggest truck. Oh yeah, he's always got a big muscle car, whatever, regardless of what it is. Well, well yeah, whereas, whereas Dom gets the nice, cool-looking classic car, and that's how you know it's him. The Rock's in the biggest truck possible that's yeah. somehow keeping up with all of these slam-down sports cars and whatnot. I mean, Tyrese is driving, a, I think, what is it, a Ferrari or a Lamborghini on ice in this one? And yeah, just yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> I think it's fun. I think, I think Charlie's Theron as good as the villain. Yeah. Uh, she's pretty sinister. That's cool. It's nice to see Kurt Russell back. Which, by the way, having Kurt Russell and Helen Mirren in it, like again, go back to two thousand one after watching that first one and say, oh, by the way, there's going to be a, what, a sequel to this with Kurt Russell and Helen Mirren, Helen Mirren in it. Like, come on, I wouldn't believe yeah. it for a second. And I didn't realize Helen Mirren was in it until you had, you know, not that you gave me a report on it, 
But you're just like, yeah, and, and this person shows up, and this person, and they're good additions. So I will say about Charlize in this one is she's probably the best villain since five because everyone else, like, I thought Owen Shaw, who is, uh, what's his name? He's just cast Luke, on. And Luke Evans. Luke Evans. He was fine, but I didn't really feel his villain in six. And in seven, it was Digimon Hansu. Um, it was okay. Charlize really is a memorable, I think, in the series as a villain. Yeah. So, so before like we that. before we really do it, I just yeah, it is fun. It's dumb though. Uh, I, I I think like honestly, that that is basically the praise I can give it, and I wouldn't give it much more than that. Like I like it doesn't do anything particularly deep or smart or anything like that. Yeah. It's it's it is what it is, and it's enjoyable. But it's not a great movie by any means. Don't don't for the love of anything think it is <laughs> See, before you watch it. it yeah, it depends on what you think is great because there's there's stuff in here that I say, I equate funness with greatness. You know, that's why like my favorite movie of all time, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like, yeah, it's a really good movie, but it's a lot of fun. And yeah, but you, you don't compare Raiders of the Lost Ark to Fate of the Fury. <laughs> no, but that said, these are movies I enjoy. I don't watch them again. I enjoy them in the theater and then go from there. So oh yeah, I've never. I, since I started seeing these again with six, I've not seen any of them more than once. Like they've all just yeah. been the, the one time, never went back. Uh, I will say there's certain scenes I will watch again, like in five, which you do need to see because there's an awesome chase where they're pulling a bank vault through the streets of Rio de Janeiro. That is just fantastic in five. So I've watched that one a couple times, but but yeah, it's weird to say that in April this is a perfect summer movie. Like, I'd much rather see something like this than the next Transformers. Because this doesn't, you know, assault my intelligence. Well, you know? I, I, <laughs> I know what I'm getting into, if you will. Like, I'm signed up for this. Well, you're not, you, you don't know what you're getting up for with Transformers at this point? Oh, no. Because I got tricked on the last time. I got tricked with Dinobots. <laughs> and I got some weird stupid story with a Romeo and Juliet law in... in <laughs> Like, no, you're not doing it to me again. You can bring all the King Arthur you want, Michael Bay. Laminated. Laminated. Romeo yeah. and Juliet card. Mark Wahlberg is an inventor. Come on now. I'll, I'll take lack of physics to that any day. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I don't really have anything else to say without spoilers. I want to talk about the absurdness of some of the scenes and the stuff course. in the movie. So I want to get into spoilers. Uh, yeah. I feel like it's not a movie I can really talk about much without spoilers. As silly as that sounds, because you're thinking, is it that in-depth plot? Not really, but at the same time, I can't really talk about how silly it is without actually talking there about are, the silly There parts. are twists that are, you know, spoilers. Like, yeah, you have yes. to, to talk about the story. Yeah. So, uh, but as well as I say, I, I enjoyed it for what it was, but that's that's pretty much it. Like, I wouldn't I'm give gonna, it any big praise. I'm going to say, after doing these with Pete for the last, you know, we've gotten them, I think we've gotten two of them. Or this is the third one since we've been recording. Maybe like no, I can't remember. I think this is the most positive you've been on them. Honestly, uh, so. I think I think it's because they've. I've almost just gotten used to them at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's they. That's what they do. That's I, I, what they do. It's it's hard to be annoyed or because at least it knows what it is. I, I think that's the, mm-hmm. the the most the praise I'll give it is that it knows exactly how stupid it is and it just goes with it. Yeah. Uh, and that's fine. Like I like dumb horror movies. Uh, 
and I, they, they're yeah. dumb, but they know what they are. You know, dumb slashers yeah. from the eighties. They they know how stupid they are, and that's fine, and they roll with it. Uh, yeah, I before you get to spoilers, I listened to a podcast where the main uh, producer Neil Moritz was on, and he had talked about when they'd done the first one, they were really shooting for a B movie feel, like they didn't expect this to become an eight, you know, movie franchise plus. Well, and I feel like. <laughs> They hit that stride in B movie. Yeah, the, you know it's just fun. And for, for the record, it. they've announced another two. We have nine and ten already yep. dated and planned. So yeah, you can look forward to those. Um, yeah, so it does know what it is, and that 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 is honestly the biggest compliment I can give it. Is that at least for as stupid stupid as it is, for his. Uh, Unoriginal for the most part. It's not like I mean the plots aren't that original. You could argue oh, that some some of the set pieces you could argue might be original, and we'll we'll get yeah, to yeah. But it's not doing anything new. Uh, it's you know once you start involving nuclear codes, like you're just doing every you did every spy it, movie ever at this point. Yeah, like I've seen so many from the eighties that were the same thing. I mean, even the man from Uncle, which was set in the sixties, was doing the whole nuclear code thing. So. All right, yeah. that's a uh, that's going to spoilers then. So full spoilers <laughs> from this point on for the fate and the furious, or the fate of the furious. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it gets ridiculous before we even get to the main plot stuff because we get like a sort of prelude scene in Cuba, right, where Dom and Letty are on their honeymoon, <sighs> and for some reason, for some reason, so Dom's cousin, who I don't believe I've ever seen before, am I, am I right? Never. Yep, never. Good, just so I'm on the same page. Right, so we've never seen this cousin before, and this cousin's got a dispute with uh, No Way Jose from NXT, by the looks of it. Uh, it was, uh, <laughs> it wasn't him, it was someone like him. Uh, nah, some guy with a beard. He's Cuban, not Dominican, so uh, he's, you know, close. Fair, but he's, he's got the beard, and I just, it, it, yeah. not, not that No Way Jose has a beard, but it just, it reminded me of him. Uh, me too. But he's, he's got this beard, he's, he's like, oh, your cousin's, not return stuff, so I'm taking his car and plot happened. Well, here's the thing. His his cousin has this junker, and he's like, oh, it's my livelihood. I need this car. You can't take it. The guy's like, a deal's a deal. So Dom does the Shining Knight. I'll race you for it. Well, here's, here's, so that's here's, my family. here's where it starts to get ridiculous. So people cheer. There's a crowd that forms around them who cheers like they're in a high school fight when he says, I'll race you for it. And he'll oh, race because it's Dominic Toretto, Pete. He's world famous. Shut up. <laughs> he agrees to race in this shitty car, and he strips off some of the body to try and make it lighter, and he hooks up yeah. certain things in the tank to give him an extra boost that's dangerous. Because Letty lets us know, this is dangerous. This is, you're trying to get into a bomb. Oh, uh, dear. Right. <laughs> So, so the bad guy like th- gets his like henchmen to throw bikes at him and stuff to slow him down <laughs> along the way, and they're, they're racing through Cuba. And it's a Mario Kart scene. And like, wh- I've, I've done this course in Mario Kart. And, well, here's one thing that I had a pro- I had not a problem with, but it occurred to me. Typically, these street races in the movies that I've seen before have been straight lines. So, straight. Yeah. Yeah, it's a drag race. Yeah, we're in this. I'm seeing them like go round corners and go down, and I'm like, how does Dom know where he's going? They didn't really set a destination. It was weird. I don't, whatever. Uh, yeah. No, you're right. It's a Grand Prix and he doesn't know the course. Exactly. So are you going to... Yeah. But eventually, eventually kicks in all these, all these boosts and the engine mm-hmm. keeps getting red and red and then it eventually erupts in flames. 
The, the, the yeah. front of the car is on fire. So Dom... Mind you, this is his cousin's car that he needs for his livelihood that's been established three <laughs> yeah. minutes before. So the front of the car is completely on fire. He flips it into reverse and drives backwards while the front of the car is on fire. I that... imagine Mario throwing a fit at this because he's our resident car guy. He's my friend that I go to when I have car questions. Mm. And he got mad at Drive because of the inaccuracies. I can't imagine him watching this. Yes, he, he's driving backwards, the front of the car's on fire, he just wins the race, and then the car's still going to blow up, so he has to let it drive off, off the beach, into the water. Well, a crowd forms around him cheering, including children, and he picks up a child, and he's like, for, always posing like, for a photo. It's, oh. Like he's Rocky. Oh yeah. my god, I, the whole thing. And then he's like, I don't need to take your car, I've got your respect, and that's enough. <laughs> this guy's like, yeah, but what about my car? <laughs> Like, and of course Dom gives him his, but yeah, it was just a zany. Uh, Starting, I was worried. I was like, right, "This so, is cringy." Don't make me laugh though, right? So, uh, we, Letty looks at him as he's holding up the kid, and we're like, "Okay, right, I see uh, where the theme of this movie's going. We're just going to be about them with the kid and so on." And then the next scene, she's asking him in bed, "Oh, we've never talked about having kids. Why haven't we talked about it?" It don't make me laugh about this whole thing. So, obviously, I mean, obviously, we're in spoilers. So, it turns out the reason, the thing that, the thing that uh, Cipher has on him is that. Like, I assume this is a girlfriend he had in five. Can I in five, five? Yeah. yeah. So Letty disappears in that sets up six, right? She dies, yeah. and quote unquote. Uh, so he, yeah. So he moves on, and this is this girl was a a liaison in Brazil for The Rock, but she ends up working with Toretto because it's a heist thing and and whatnot, and so they kind of set them up as an item at the end of five, but six all about recovering Letty. So you really don't see her again, ever. Yeah, because I'm glad she was in five. Because when she showed up, I was like, "Wait, am I meant to know who this is?" Because <laughs> yeah. I really don't. Uh, yep. But anyway, so she's got a kid. So she's got Dom's kid. And what made me laugh about this whole thing was that I just I don't know if you ever ha- if you ever watch shows when you're younger when they do like, art projects and they show you how to start making it, but then they pull it one they made earlier. Mm-hmm. This is what this made me think of. It was like Letty's talking about, oh, we should talk about having kids, and then Dom's like, "Here's one I made earlier." <laughs> <laughs> It's here, there it is. As a kid, uh, we don't have the nine months to wait, so yeah. here's this one. And I'll tell, I'll tell you this as well. See, as soon as he's, he's talking to the, you know the, the mother of the kid, and she's like, yeah. "Oh, this is his, this is his middle name," but I I thought the father should name him. I'm like, "Oh, I wonder what name he's going to get at the end of the movie." I wonder. I, here's the here's the logic with that though. Brian's still around, so when they give him the naming ceremony at the end, it's kind of like, well. That works if, like, Paul Walker has passed away. Yeah, it, it works for us as an audience, but it doesn't really make that as much sense in the, in the story. Yeah, so now he has Uncle Brian to go to, and his name is also Brian. Like, had they named the kid Paul, I think that would have been a little more... Yeah, but know, that, that, that meant nothing to the characters. Yeah, but Brian means more. I don't... And Brian's still around, I don't get it. Yeah, but to be fair, he's out of their life, and people do name pe- people do name their kids after people who are still alive as well. That does happen. I know. I just I thought it was. I was hoping he was name it after one of the cars. Like, that's really <laughs> where I was. I was hoping. Oh no! It like, was so obvious they were going to name him Brian. It was so obvious that was, and it's the final moment with the movie. They, they leave it for the ending, and you get this yeah. this big thing. Here, here's another weird thing I want to ask you about, right? Uh-huh. So Jason Statham, like, what once Dom goes rogue, right, and Dom Dom's with Cipher. Yeah. And nobody, uh, Kurt Russell, happy to see Kurt him. Kurt Russell. 
and he, he, he assembles everyone. He gets the rock out of prison because the rock ended up in prison because of the job that Dom turned his back on him on. And yeah. which, by the way, we'll talk about the prison escape in a minute. I'm not glossing over that, but no, no. So he assembles everyone, and he's like, right, and we're going to Jason Statham, who was in the the cell across from the rock, who was the ultimate bad guy in the last yeah. one. Yeah, he had no redeeming quality. This is what I want to bring up, right? So. Uh-huh. I will accept that he secretly—he actually was all along wanting to get to Cypher because she's the one that ruined his brother's life and his that yeah. gives him a common, common foe. I'll mm-hmm. accept that he, he seemed dark in the last one and he's now better in this one and he's more mm-hmm. of an anti-hero and he becomes an ally. It's cool because his scenes in this are really fun. He's got good banter with the rock, he's fighting when he's protecting the baby towards the end, really sort of slapstick he, and goofy and fun. He becomes Lee Christmas from Expendables. He does, he does. Here's my one problem with this, right? So at the end of the movie, he's with all them. He, he's got the baby for Vin Diesel, and they're all on the, the roof, and he's, he's part of the family now. And I all thought I... he was parachuting in, by the way, because the last time we see him, he's with the baby in the plane, yeah. and they're waiting <laughs> on this rooftop. I thought he was going to parachute down with the baby. like I got those a time difference, so I didn't, but it's gotcha. amazing all the same. Uh, yeah. But so he's he's with them. He's he's drinking the Coronas with them because it's always goddamn Corona. Because oh, family, because family. family. And it's uh, a barbecue. And it's a barbecue. New York. Right. So he's there. Now correct me if I'm wrong. Right. Correct me if I am wrong. But didn't Jason Statham's character kill one of their team members at the end of the third movie? Or they revealed later on it was him. I think so. He because that was the end in a, a six. Is that that was the cliffhanger for the next one? Is you, you seen him get out of the car? He killed one of the teammates, one of the family. Han. He did kill Han. He ran the thing. That was the end of six. The post credits. Yeah. And, and he's the responsible for the death of Han. Yeah. So you. Yeah. And now, now they're all that. happy. That was like, yeah, let's hang out. Let's have a beer together. Uh, yeah. Again, no redeeming qualities yet. Somehow he's Mr. I mean, Good Guy. I can almost get out, I can get over the fact that he was trying to kill them all last movie, but he didn't succeed. Yeah. Right? Right. But he did actually kill one of them already. Yeah, he did. And and his brother is responsible for the death of another one in in six. Was that so, Gal Gadot or someone else? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, she falls out of a plane and becomes Wonder Woman. That's that's my head logic <laughs> on that one. Um, Lands on the mascara. After the thirty mile runway in that mm. one, yeah. Oh god, that runway in six. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I mean, I'm not going to let it ruin the movie or anything, but it's a. Oh no no no! It's a little bit stupid. It's it's a lot of bit stupid, Pete. I'm gonna I'm gonna go a step further. Yeah, I, yeah. I I can <laughs> tell you the truth. I've I've forgotten about Han because I'm not a big fan of Tokyo Drift, and. His death there always just feel, felt like it wasn't necessary. They just did it to push dramatic stuff. So when he showed up in four and five, he kind of he was on borrowed time, you know. So I well, just, well, this is the problem is that they had this thing where they sit because because they ended up killing a character that everyone seemed to like from that movie. They ended yeah. up doing this thing where the next like three of them were all set before. That movie, Before Tokyo so, yeah. so they could have him back, but they eventually just had to kill him. But the weird thing is, is that the killing him didn't really, like, it, didn't, it wasn't like there was a big story to lead up to. I mean, sure, there wasn't. They retcon it, it, it happens by, in a post credit. Yeah, they, they retcon it by saying, "Oh, that was Statham because of the events of this, and that was his brother." But right. eh, whatever. Yeah, I'm with you on that. But Statham but, in this, I thought was really, I I love watching that dude on screen. Like I'll watch a garbage movie he's in because he's fun to watch. 
Um, but he's he's really good here. Him and The Rock have really good chemistry going they back do. and forth. Which actually, because that, that was the moment where I realized, wait a minute, why? Because it was when they started laughing with each other. Because they've been because th- yeah. as soon as they see each other, they, they have this running joke where they keep threatening each other over and over again, and they keep mm-hmm. escalating the threats. And eventually, it's after they've been forced to work together where The Rock says he's going to shove something up his ass or something like that, and they both start laughing. And I was like, okay, good. And then a second later, I was like, wait a minute, didn't he kill one of the teammates already? I was like, yeah, let's joke around with the guy who killed one of us. It was just... Yeah. He's he's part of the family now. He's a crazy uncle. Let's talk about the the prison escape, though, because obviously it's this over-the-top scene of The Rock chasing Statham through all the prisoners in the riot, right? All fine. The one moment I want to point out that made me laugh because it looks so silly is at one point The Rock does this slide under a banister. Yeah, but he starts to slide really early. So there's this shot of him slide. It just looks like he's sliding across the floor, and it looks really goofy. Yeah. It looks really cartoony. I just want to point that out. Well, and and then he pushes off the wall, off like this netting, lands on the floor. Which like I gotta say, it, it looked pretty cool. But the rock's way too big to be doing that. Like he should have gone through the net because that dude's easily 280 pounds. Oh, by the like, way, again, physics be damned. See when it cuts to the rock for his opening scene, and it's like a close-up uh-huh. of him giving this big speech about life oh. and death and all that. I knew he was talking to kids. I could just see where the of joke was. Of course he was. I could just and see where the joke was. And then he has going. them do a haka, like the New Zealand rugby team does. I got a good laugh out of that because the girls that because he's coaching his daughter's soccer team. And the girls that are lined up, they're doing the haka too, which is meant for intimidation. Uh, one just goes, I, I don't want to play anymore. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that was a funny line. But honestly, their reaction to the whole thing was just killing me because they were just sort of standing like, what the hell's going on? Why are they yeah. all doing a tribal dance? What, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> like, get yeah. us out of the field, mom, dad. Yeah. Take us home, it please. Was, they're taking this way too seriously. But, but no, I really enjoyed the rock in this one too. I feel like he had to... Knowing that that Vin Diesel was going to be the villain, he had to shoulder being the the hero. Hmm. Yeah, no, and, he does. And, and actually, honestly, my, for, my yeah. biggest complaint with the actual plot in terms of like Vin Diesel, you know, going rogue because he's been forced to, and obviously he's been forced to for a reason, and we learn what that is. So a big part of the movie is waiting <laughs> for the the fight, the the moment when he can eventually turn around turn. and turn back and do the <laughs> right thing, and, and that's a big moment. It happens. I think my biggest complaint though is that. Both at the start and the end of this story, it doesn't really feel like the characters are shocked enough when he turns bad. It feels really weird. The, the reactions don't play for me. Yeah, no, because when, when, so when he kicks it off is they have to go get this EMP, right, that someone's stolen and the, the guy tells The Rock, you know, you'll, if you get busted, you're disavowed, you're going to get burned, you go to jail for life, and... They have it. They've recovered the MP, and then Dom flips because Cypher's already gotten to him. Hmm. And when it happens, even his wife is kind of like, "Oh no, Dom, what have you done?" <laughs> and it just it feels like it lacks that. It, no, Dom would never do that. It, yeah, it, it, just, it doesn't seem like a. They don't just react like it's a big shock. It's this weird confusion, and it doesn't really work for some reason. Uh, although I do want to point out during that scene when they're escaping with the MP. Uh, Ludacris has like a trap rigged it's like a wrecking ball that comes down <laughs> which I just want to point out that is very similar to a video game called Split Second where you trigger things like oh. that to happen and that's oh. just what I thought of when it happened I, just, cause... Yeah. I, I like that it had an emoji on it with a I, winky face yeah I, I had the smiley face on it yeah uh, 
And then at the end of the plot, when he finally, like, it's, it's a good moment when he finally, like, when he realises, okay, my son's safe, you know, Jason Statham's yeah. got his son, he can finally say, screw you, and go and do what he needs yeah. to do. And the others are all in trouble because the submarine's getting on them and stuff. <laughs> so Dom shows up in the car to help them. My other problem is, as soon as he like, shows up and helps them, all, all he does is, like, he, he blocks, like, one missile, or he stops one car that's shooting something at them. Mm-hmm. And they immediately go, oh, that's our Dom, he's back now. And they all just kind of accept that he's good again. No one even. Yeah. We, we never even get a scene where he tells Letty he has a son. Yeah. We don't she see that. Find out until, yeah. Again, we, it goes back to six where they don't realize that they're married. And then he was just kind of like, there's a pause, and I waited for him to go, I forgot. You know? <laughs> like, it's here. How come you didn't tell me you had a kid? Oh, it was just because. It was necessary. Like. Because so the submarine stops and they're all together and they're all hugging that and then it cuts to the scene on the rooftop and she already knows about the kid she already knows he's got a son you kind of feel like her finding out that her husband has a son that she will now have to help raise is maybe something we should see we should see that reaction yeah well you kind of want that dramatic tension between the two just to be like well I thought you were gone you know I you know in Brazil I was lonely whatever. And then she's like, oh, well, he's part of the family now. You know, it doesn't have to be this big, huge moment, but you kind of, you do want to see it. It just, it, it glosses over in a really weird way, yeah. which I thought, I thought was yeah. really strange. All right, let's talk about the big set pieces. There's two big, like, action-y sort of sections of the movie. One's in New York, one's in, I can't even remember where they go. Somewhere in Ace, was it? I think it was... Oh, they're in Russia. Russia, it was Russia. It was a it, Russian it, uh, submarine base. Yeah, yeah. and it's been like left alone and it's, it's desolate except there's soldiers everywhere yeah it doesn't add up so hey. so the first action sequence in new york where uh cypher starts to like you know remote control all the cars that have auto drive systems in them mm-hmm. uh and that's when you see it in the trailer as well all the cars coming out the windows in the car park and yeah. crash landing around the like this uh russian like minister or president or whoever it is that's yeah. in town and that's a, I, I kind of like I, I like both the action sequences for different reasons. I like this one because they know Dom's probably the most dangerous one in a car. So when they're trying yeah. to catch him, they they do this thing where all five of them like fire hooks and they try and hold them. Yeah. Uh, I, really I, thought, cool. I thought that was quite inventive. I thought that was a fun little yeah. thing because it it, well, it felt like they all had to it, work together to match how good he is in a car. And that was it. That was because Letty does it first, and then you know. Another guy pops on, and then they all get into position, and they have him. Except Dom's always, you know, one step ahead of them because that's his team. Well, you know, I, so I wouldn't say he's one step ahead. He just luckily has such a powerful goddamn engine that he is able to eventually oh. break free. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought, like, I'm not a car guy, but once they start naming off the horsepower, you're talking about the horsepower of a tank in a <laughs> muscle car, like. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, people that are that are car people, but I think they could get it up to five thousand horsepower. Just doesn't. I, I think he would have gone through the gas before getting <laughs> out of there. That, that's all. Uh, that, it was pretty inventive, though. Obviously, it's not as yeah. silly and ridiculous as the submarine at the end when it's fi- firing torpedoes no. and the rock actually did... the rock gets out of his car and re-aims their torpedo to hit one of their cars. I loved it, though. I loved it. I love that he's just hold on, and he, him and him and uh, Tyrese have some good chemistry too, because hmm. Tyrese is just this brash, cocky guy, and The Rock is is constantly having to put him in his place. Well, they, and so 
they, they have some pretty fun. Uh, all the team have some pretty fun running jokes throughout the movie. There's a whole yeah. thing where after the the job they pulled, they're all in the top ten most wanted list from the FBI, mm-hmm. except Tyrese, who made, didn't quite make it. He was number eleven. He's eleven. And yeah. so there's a, a constant running joke about him referencing that. There's a uh, him and uh, Ludacris are still trying to fight over the new girl Ramsey. Uh, yeah. They try to impress her. Uh, last one. And, but yeah, when, when he helps The Rock redirect the torpedo, there's just some good back and forth there between them because Roman's so he like I don't I feel like he's only on the team because he's Brian's friend and he's a semi good driver. Like he shouldn't be there, you know. Mm. And they get a lot of comedy out of that. But just yeah. it, no, it was pretty funny because he's obviously really he's like oh I'm determined to take out this fancy sports car even though they're all yeah. driving on ice and he immediately starts spinning out of control. He's like of course you're yep. spinning out of control. It's not built for ice, you tit. Yeah. Uh, well, and they all start targeting him, and and Ludacris is like, "Oh, that's because you're in an orange Ferrari." Yeah. Like, which is a callback on ice. Which is a yeah. callback to an earlier line about him sticking out too much because it's a ridiculous right. looking car. Uh, but he he ends up like skiing on his car door uh, at one point yeah. on one of the grappling hooks, and yep, yeah. Now they actually see that there is pretty fun. It's, it's got a lot of ridiculous yeah, they do, stuff. They do, uh, the guy that directed this too, F. Gary Gray, he's more of a he's not a. a, a Big action guy. So I was surprised to see. He's not like Justin Lin. You know, uh, who... Well, I mean, it depends what you look at. Because technically, he's, he's done more action than he's not. Has he? It, when I looked up his filmography, he law-abiding citizen, but that was kind of a... He did He did the Italian job remake. He did The Negotiator. Oh, he did. Okay. Uh, it's funny, I forgot when I, he did Italian job. When I, when I saw he did a... I've never seen the Italian job, actually, but when... Mm-hmm. Uh, neither version... But when I saw he did straight out of Compton, I thought oh, he must be like a, I, I, I assumed he was like newish, and that was like his like you know coming yeah. out to Hollywood uh, first movie kind of thing. Uh, but no, he's been directing movies since the nineties. He's he's been around. Oh, a while. he did a Man Apart too with Vin Diesel. That was a an actiony hmm. one. No, I meant yeah, to like... I just when I I skimmed it before we were recording, so that's why. I mean, he done Friday and Straight Out of Compton and Be Cool. So those are the ones that stuck out to me. Now, admittedly, none of those action movies have got the same over-the-top, ridiculous no. action that this one does, but... Yeah. There you go. Uh, so, uh, obviously, the big action the big thing that ends it is obviously Vin Diesel like, makes the heat-seeking missile track him, and he like drives up over the, uh, cool. the submarine so that it hits the submarine. And then there's a great moment at the end where, to protect him from the flames, all the other... All the all the family in the cars surround them and shield them with the cars right. at the last minute, which is a really good yeah. moment. <laughs> Admittedly, had we got a moment of them going like, it's, it's almost weird. It's like they accept that he's turned like not really properly, but then they accept that he's back really easily. I mm-hmm. don't know. Other than that decision being weird, that's actually quite a nice moment when they all team up to protect him. It's a it's a really yeah. sort of heartwarming kind of kind of thing. So, well, uh, and, and we joke that it's always about family. Right, like it is. Even Charlie Steron in this movie, she questions uh-huh. like, "Oh, you're not about family. You're saying you're about family, but you're not. You're about other things." And then they, 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 they debate, they debate the importance of family with each other. It's it's like a running plot thread throughout the entire damn movie. If anything, this one's more about family than any of the other ones that have been. So, family mm-hmm. times family, family to the power of infinity. Family squared. Yeah, but yeah, but I felt like this really drove that home, and that it really showed it in this one. And then in some of the other ones, so where it's all talk, yeah. And so here, when they do come together to to you know protect him, and he is doing this for family and, and whatnot, yeah. But yeah, um, 
if I'm going to have any other sort of uh, criticisms, I do think there is occasionally some questionable CG in this one. Uh, okay. I think I think the last one they made a lot more of an effort to use a lot more real cars, whereas in yeah. this one there was definitely some CG cars at times, and there was definitely mm-hmm. some uh, like speed up effects going on. Uh, which made made it feel a little bit less authentic because the, the the big action scenes were a lot of fun because they were over the top and they were silly. But there were some yeah. moments in them that felt very obviously, oh, this is someone running in front of a green screen or jumping from a green screen or kind of thing. Like there was a little bit more of that obvious stuff going on. At least I yeah. thought it was anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the the fight scene in the in the prison was a little much with the shaky cameras. I'm over the shaky camera for a fight scene. You know. Uh, especially when you have The Rock and Jason Statham, who are both really accomplished action actors, like mm. you lock the camera down. Oh, oh, by the way, actually, at one point in that fight, uh, when he's going through the prisons, The Rock essentially rock bottoms someone onto a bar. It's always he works that into just about every movie. I feel like yeah. you know he has to fight someone. I mean, it's so. not quite because he's not going down to the floor, but it was it was the yeah. same. You know, arm over the shoulder. Yeah, it's the same thing. It, it, let's just say it's not very good to do in an actual fight right <laughs> like well, you're putting the dude yeah you leave yourself vulnerable so but he's and that dude he looks bigger every time i see him in in these movies mm. like pretty soon he's gonna be hulk sized like and and taking up you know an eighth of the screen yeah we haven't even talked about little nobody yeah which I feel like he was only there to take the place of Paul Walker. Pretty much. It felt like they needed another person, and he's, he's kind of just bland and forgettable and yeah. basically annoying. Because he's supposed to have this arc where he's like a stick in the mud and he doesn't want them to mm-hmm. let them use anything. He, doesn't want to play by the, he wants to play exactly by the rules and never do anything off book. Yeah. And then there's obviously a moment at the you know, going into Act 3 where he finally says, screw it, let's break the rules. And he says, let's take mm-hmm. all the cars we want. But to be honest, it doesn't really work. He's kind of still bland and forgettable. And. I don't know. Uh, I don't think Eastwood's a bad actor necessarily. He, he just no. I, I just think the character has nothing going for him. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, so he's just there. I mean, yeah. I, I I do like the stuff that he did with with Mister Nobody with Kurt Russell, but I feel like Kurt Russell's so turned up in it, you know that that he has to be the subdued one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those scenes are fun because of Kurt Russell, but I don't think he really... I mean, you could have put anyone in that other role and it would have worked the same yeah, way. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. I I, I think those... He's just kind of forgettable and bland, whereas the, the other characters all have their thing. They all have their yeah. thing that makes them memorable and they do their... So, yeah, that's kind of a thing. Uh, there's also a big ginger-bearded man who is the henchman of Cypher. Yeah, he's on... Uh... On Game of Thrones, he's oh, is he? Tormund Giants Bane. Yeah, he's a. I want to say he's he's a Nordic actor. He has a real difficult name to pronounce. Ha- I'm gonna Hive look Jew. here. Hive Jew or Hive Jew. Yeah. Um, where do you go, Christopher Hive Jew? Well, Christopher's uh, he, easy, but <laughs> I'm going off of his last name. Uh. I was just gonna use the the last name, but yeah, he's Norwegian. So, uh, and he's good. He's a Big, like, menacing henchman, you know, doesn't have much else to do. Which he's great on Game of Thrones. I know you're not a huge Thrones fan, but he's really good there. Much much better than he is here, I can say. Hmm. And he kind of plays the same role, except 
opposite alignment. He's more of a good guy on Thrones. But I didn't realize how big he was. Like, you see him standing next to Vin Diesel, and he's, he's a pretty big fellow. Hmm. Uh, so, no, nah, obviously, we mentioned Helen Mirren's in the movie. She's got mm-hmm. the, her Cockney sort of accent on, and she's, like, slapping Jason Statham in the face, saying, be good to your brother, you little shit. Yeah. I, I like that. I liked her playing like this, because usually when I see Mirren, she's playing, like, a upper-crust society lady, you know? So to see her kind of play more of a lower, you, you know, because sons are criminals, basically. You know, they were special forces, but they they flipped. So mm. I kind of like that. Although the whole plot to get her involved, I thought was a little out there, even for this movie. Uh, yeah, it was a bit contrived, but I think at, that, I think at this point you kind of go yeah. along with that. Uh, for me, for me oh, yeah. the, the problems that stick out, and I, the reason why I talk about the reactions of like Dom turning and then turning back, those stick out to me more because I can forgive like weird like leaps in logic or like, you know, playing with the rules of, like, physics or even legal rules or whatever. Like, all that sort of stuff, fine. But even in a movie like this, I feel like the characters' reactions to other things and the relationships with each other are the things that should still feel right. Which is why them not reacting properly or not getting a scene where they get to react to something important feels weird. Those are the, those are the things that even in a movie like this feel like they should still line up, and that's maybe why those two parts of it feel a lot off, but... Uh, nah, it's fun. It's yeah. re- relatively well paced. It's got uh, some really ridiculous over the top action scenes. We mentioned Justin Statham with the baby, sort of like you know ducking the baby to the side, and like, he, he talks to to the baby and says things that, well in mid fight, and then he's basically doing like a Jackie Chan bit. Like uh, this makes me think of Jackie it Chan. It is. Yeah, and and I really enjoyed that. I like that he puts the headphones on, so you know the baby doesn't have to have to deal with the the gunshots. And whatnot, and yeah, and he just keeps looking down, and the baby's cute, which is always good. Uh, but yeah, God, I really like Jason Statham in this movie. And he went from being such the villain that you want to see get taken down to, I wanted to see more of him here. So, you know, when that plot hits that he quote dies, you're like, yeah, he's not gone. He can't be gone. Oh no, it was obvious you know, it wasn't I mean, gone. He, it, yeah. Diesel had just made a deal with his mother. It was obvious it was a fake yeah. death for later on. Oh, well, of course, but like, it was just like, I want more of him on the screen, and now you're depriving me of more of him on the screen. So, uh, he'll be, he'll, maybe you want another Expendables, he, you know? He'll, he'll be back like, next time. Uh, well, one thing I think it's important to mention as well, though, is they don't actually get Cypher. Charlie's Theron is, mm-hmm. is open to come back to the next one because she escapes. Yeah. She gets out in a parachute and we don't see her again. Which means that at least somewhere along the way, they knew, oh, wait a minute, she's probably the best villain yep. we've had. Let's yep. not kill her so we can have her again. Yeah. Let's have her come back pissed mm-hmm. off that she got beat and she can come back full, full yeah. throttle, uh, pardon the pun. Yeah. Remember in the first one that the, the main bad guy was Johnny Tran, the, the super entitled Asian guy? Uh, he, he was the big villain. Now we have a cyber terrorist that... What? Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember a villain in the first one. I don't, wasn't Vin hey, Diesel tennis was, the villain in the first one? Yeah, yeah. But Johnny Tran was the one that you know they they have the friend killed because he loses the 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 race and he takes off in the car and he, he sends the guys on the motorcycles. That's who we're dealing with. In in uh, eight now, we have a legit cyber terrorist that parachutes out to return. 
Like, again, just driving home Pete's that they were stealing DVD players and dealing with local thugs. And now we got full on, full on Bond villains, if you will. You know? We we have action we have action set pieces. We didn't have that in those early movies. We have these big, over the larger than life, ridiculous things. That first movie did not cost two hundred million dollars to make. No, I'm sorry, guys. We we need to. If you're interested in influx to make Peter watch the Fast and the Furious again, you leave a comment. No. No, if you want, if you want me to hate the shit out of it, if you if you happen to like yeah. that movie, uh-huh. I'm going to tear it to shreds because I think it's boring as shit. So that's not happening. Uh, not happening. Oh, uh, I like you trying to make Peter watch movies he hates. Uh, no, but I think that's pretty much us then. Yeah. Uh, that's that's Fate and the Furious. It's it's a pretty fun time. It's stupid. There's a lot of things you can poke holes in. But the characters are usually entertaining and funny, uh, which is which is why oddly Vin Diesel's kind of the, the the weak link almost because he's the one that's not that funny or amusing. Yeah, most of the time he's kind of the straight man. He plays it straight, which is is kind of important. But he's very much the one who's meant to be brilliant at what he does, but everyone else is the entertaining mm. parts. Uh, but no, nah. uh, there you go, Matt. Ratings. What would you give Fate of the Furious? Oh Out man, tens. Oh, oh, I wanna just just to see your face. I wanna give it high, but I won't. It's probably a six. I think I'm gonna give it a. That's about as high as I'll go. That's may surprise you, Matt, but I'm going to agree with that number. Six out of ten is, I think, fair for this because it's it's fun. Yeah. It's not great. It's not a. <laughs> I don't think it's a great example of anything, but it is decent, dumb fun. It's. Uh, Probably mm-hmm. the best Michael Bay movie since the nineties, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Uh, and what I mean by that is Michael Bay movies now are like in their own territory of just being shit. Whereas this is at least still entertaining for what it is. Uh, and like I say, much yeah. like the slasher movies that I enjoy from the eighties, much like stuff like that, it knows what it is, and because it knows what it is, it can just have fun with it, and you can accept the goofiness, and you can accept the. The, the, the physics-breaking nonsense and just have a decent time. Yeah, I'll agree with that. It's You know what you're getting in for. Like This was the first one when I saw the trailer that I wasn't like, eh, I'm not that stoked. But when I was into the theater, I was just like, oh, of course I was seeing this. This is what these are. And for a middle-of-April movie, it's a good spot for it, I think. Also, it's not going to get lost. I'll mention that we weren't planning on doing this. Uh, yeah. And then Matt just messaged me like the day before it came in. Hey Pete, do you want to go see Fate and the Furious? Yeah. Well, I thought I thought Connor was going to see it because I know that you're not a big fan of these movies. So you surprised me by actually like, yeah, sure, I'll go to the movies. Well, these these last few have been decent fun. I, I just I, my disdain for the name Fast and the Furious comes from the first one, which I think is bland as shit. Uh, Connor feels pretty much the same way about the first one, and he's not seen any of the ones. Like, he's only seen one and two, I think he said. He's yeah. a, he hasn't gone past there. He so. hasn't seen any of the, the recent ones. Because uh, he, he, cause he, he was saying that when he, he was he went to see something else a couple of weeks ago and he saw the trailer for this. Yeah. And he's like, what the hell's happened to this franchise? The last, cause the last <laughs> he time he's here. seen it, it was DVD players in a truck. And he's watching the trailer yeah. and it's like a torpedo on ice and like kicking, uh-huh. kicking it with the rock. And, oh, dear. All right, so there you go. That's uh, 
that's uh, the fate of the furious. Uh, that's uh, I can't believe we went hitting fifty minutes on that, but there you go. Uh, yeah. So let us know what you thought of fate and the furious. Uh, whether you're a casual fan or you've seen them all, you've not seen all of them. Uh, whatever. Let us know. We're always curious. Uh, like and subscribe, all that stuff. Helps us out a lot. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. Yep. I'm at wibble89. Matt is at Matt of Steel 57 Yep. And uh, yeah, uh, obviously, other movie stuff going up. Uh, me and Connor just did a 1.21 in flux on Guardians of the Galaxy because the new one's coming soon. Uh, that just went up earlier today, in fact. So that, that's uh, still easy to find. You can check that out. See what we, th- well, not what we thought because we already knew we liked it. But you know what I mean? Yeah. We, we, we look back on it and see. Seems- Does it hold up? Three years later, has it been three years? Yeah, three years, and it, it does. Yeah. It, it holds up pretty well. Oh, of course, it does. I thought that was tongue in cheek, Pete, because it clearly is. Uh, it, well, that, to be fair, I think there's a lot of Phase One Marvel movies that do not hold up that well. No, but Guardians is that it's it's its own thing. Like, it, it has more in common and with it, it more in common with itself. That makes no sense, but you know it's it really is its own thing it's not superheroes it's space misfits and it works i i could respond to that but i i, I spent like an hour talking about it i already did that. <laughs> go check go, it out guys go check it's, it in flux it's, 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 it's you, can, you can see what my response is to that uh yeah. but now thanks for watching guys keep watching movies and we'll be back hopefully not not too distant future with another new movie it's, it's a little bit quieter for the next couple of weeks until guardians comes out i think because we had a really busy march march was really busy for new movies uh, into yeah. april but Uh, hopefully we will see you soon so thanks for watching guys and we will see you next time family